2: And welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from the studios of Relmar McConnell Media Company in the beautiful city of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That is smack dab in the middle of the Great Lakes Triangle. Hamilton is between the cities of Toronto and the cities of Niagara Falls. Smack dab on the borders, or I should say, on the shores of beautiful Lake Ontario. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at com On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Christopher Montgomery is my special guest, and he began his career in the mid-1980s writing for the Journal of Natural Health and Parapsychology. Since then, Christopher Montgomery has uh, penned articles for UFO magazines and worked as a writer for USA Networks. Radio experiences include The X Exxon with yours truly in Canada, as well as WAIF in Cincinnati and KRVL in Arizona. Well known for his appearances on television together with the documentary UFOs in the Bible by Weller Grossman Productions. He uh, now resides in the Seattle, Washington area and heads an organization entitled... UFO Research Center, and their website is www.uforc.com. And Christopher Montgomery, welcome back to the X-Zone.
3: Well, thank you, Rob. Thank you for having
2: me. It's always great having you with us, Chris. Uh, tell me, UFOs, are they still as as, uh, as commonplace, or are they being as seen as often as they were 10, 15 years ago, or has there been a subsiding in the, the sightings?
3: Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, Rob, I have noticed uh, that there's a lot more reports coming in that have uh, evidence like videos or mm-hmm. photographs because the technology incorporated into cell phones these days is so highly advanced that you can get pictures of the UFOs on fly, on the fly, and it's uh, really great for investigators.
2: You know, I've, I've seen a lot of the, the, these new photos and videos that are coming in from cell phones, Chris, and I must tell you, I I really can't say that I'm convinced when I see these photos because they're unclear, there's jerky movement, and still, you know, we haven't got that smoking gun, that definitive proof that you can hold in your hand and say, look, they're here.
3: That's exactly it, Robin. It's very easy to doctor up a a cell phone video and, and add images and, and uh, make it look like a real UFO sighting when, in, in fact, it isn't. And it takes it actually takes a lot of time to verify the authenticity of something like that. So rather than spend all that time, I just keep in mind and remind, uh, remind the people that I'm allowing to view this information that it's not etched in stone and it could be hoaxed.
2: Now, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break, Chris. When we come back, we're going to uh, be shattering the airwaves with some very important information that you're going to be breaking here on the X-Zone. Stay where you are, don't go away. Christopher Montgomery is my special guest, Exonation. Once again, his website is www.uforc.com. That's uforc.com. Christopher Montgomery and I return on the other side of this commercial break, right here in the Exxon, live and around the world from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere.
1: 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today.
2: And welcome back to the Exxon. Exxon. Coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, TV.com. And as you heard Steve McKinnon say who's the producer of Paragators, the website is www.paragators.org. Now, Christopher, uh, you and I are going to be discussing something very important in this hour, and uh, I understand that you are going to be posting information for the ExoNation on your website that will be available after this broadcast. Am I correct?
3: Actually, um, the information will be available at the time of broadcast.
2: At the time of broadcast, which is 11 p.m. Eastern. That's correct. Tell us the story behind it, Chris. Uh.
3: Do you want the reader's digest version or the long version?
2: <laughs> we've got we've got uh, let's see about forty minutes.
3: All right, um, I'll just start from the beginning. Best place. Uh, it all began when I uh, the actual uh, the issues that I want to raise here uh, began with an uh, incident report I received concerning a sighting and photograph made in uh, Marin County, California. Now, uh, as an investigator, of course, we're always looking for that little, like you mentioned before, that uh, smoking gun or that bit of evidence that will substantiate or disprove the phenomena once and for all. And so, naturally, I went looking for for evidence. And what I found was that this particular sighting, this photograph, was made near an abandoned, uh, near a former military site that uh, was used extensively. For uh, uh, missile launch systems and controlling uh, submarines and, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, dis- I discovered that um, there seems to be a thread forming. Okay, there's a there seems to be a connection between UFOs and uh, missile defense systems in the United States. It's-, it's information that's commonly available to the general public, but it's it's uh, it's kept quiet by the government, and they go. I think they go out of their way. Uh, this is speculation, but I think they go out of their way to make sure that this information isn't, isn't broadcast. So uh, so what I've done is uh, I went and did some more research and uh, found out that there is a, a substantial connection between UFOs and uh, 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 U.S. government missile launch sites.
2: What's the connection?
3: Well, apparently, um, and this is information I've, I've been gleaning over the years, they uh, have a particular interest in uh, nuclear missiles. And one of, uh, one of the things, one of the factors of the nuclear missile interest is that they have been shooting down U.S. missile tests and making sure that anything we launch from America, even if it's a simulation or a test missile from Boeing, they shoot it down. And this is nothing new. This has actually been going on for quite a while, and other countries are reporting the same
0: thing.
2: Now weren't there weren't there reports years ago of uh, of UFO activity near uh, missile silos where the the uh, the silos actually went into an alert status?
3: Uh that's correct. Yes, uh, actually um you're absolutely correct. Uh UFOs and nukes is, is nothing new. This is something that's been around for a while and and uh, Larry King did a, a wonderful show, and I'm going to post a link to this, did a wonderful show on this very same uh, same subject, and he had, uh, as his guests, uh, Bob Salas, who was a former captain for the United States Air, Air Force at Maelstrom, which is where the incident occurred, by the way, Maelstrom Air Force Base. And there was uh, Bob uh, Jamieson, mm-hmm. uh, he was also at Maelstrom, he was a missile targeting officer, uh... that had to reactivate the missiles once they were shut down now all of this occurred uh... during and after a uh... ufo sighting that uh, occurred at the base around that time and was actually filmed and seen by many of the officers there at the base at that time
2: all right now what other what what makes this case now so unique and what if you can give us a bit of a teaser on the information that members of the Exo Nation will see at your website, uforc.com, dot com later on today?
3: All right. Well, uh, yes, I'd like to discuss that. Also, one of the things that I'm going to reveal is uh, is some of the information that I have been getting from various sources, mm-hmm. uh, which I have obtained legally and and nothing is of such a classified nature that uh, uh, would not be allowed for the public to review. But I've had people come forward and uh, send me information regarding this matter, uh, which substantiates and supports my theory that the U.S. government knows a lot more about uh, the UFO phenomenon than they let on. Such as? Such as the problems they're having with uh, la- launching nuclear missile tests, or like I said in 1967 uh, at Malmstrom Air Force Base mm-hmm. where the, uh, the nukes were deactivated and shut down.
2: All right, so you know, but what's the reasoning behind it uh, on the part of the ETs, if in fact it has anything to do with EP, ETs instead of faulty mechanics, and is it is it possible that the United States Air Force is using the 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 cover of the ETs to suppress any any flaws in the system?
3: Well, of course, that's always a possibility. Uh, you you know as well as I do that uh, anything's possible until proven. Uh, Positively, we, we have to consider all
2: angles. But how do you prove it's the ETs and not a human factor that's involved with these, with these uh, shutdowns?
3: Well, you have to have the evidence, and of course, uh, whatever evidence is available is, is all you can present in the case. And I would have to tell you that uh, the best evidence that we, we have in, in uh, UFO investigation are photographs and films, and, and like we said before, they can be easily doctored mm-hmm. or changed. Now. What gives this uh, this topic a particular amount of credibility, in my opinion, is the uh, is the credibility of the witnesses that are coming forward and and stating these things, who have actually are asking and calling for uh, uh, more congressional hearings on UFOs, and they want uh, they want the government to reopen their investigation that was closed in 1968 after the Condon report.
2: All right, but here it is, the year 2010, Chris, and, uh, you know, it's 60-some-odd years after Roswell, New Mexico, and still nothing has happened. Is it possible that there really is no UFO connection out there and that what we're seeing or what the reports are actually coming in are have something to do with something much more terrestrial than extraterrestrial?
3: I I would have to say that's a distinct possibility, and I'll tell you why. The, uh, the actual I'm one of the few investigators that have actually seen what you would call uh, quote unquote a UFO an unidentified object. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the objects that I have seen and I've witnessed with other people, which were uh, unidentified, seem to be military in origin. Really? Yes. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if all of this has been done just to cover up a program they have for developing aircraft that can uh, fly near light speeds. In fact, I would have to say that. The objects that I had actually witnessed were associated with uh, black helicopters and soldiers hanging out the bay doors and uh, maneuvering in the sky and clearly visible to many people and and such things as this.
2: So why is it then so many people still want to believe in the fact that it has to do with the ETs and that the ETs... May have been manipulating our very existence since the beginning of time.
3: Uh, the uh, the UFO and the Bible theory is one of the uh, one of my pet theories, and uh, that they are of a benevolent nature and that they're here to protect mankind from themselves. And certainly, uh, this appears to be the case. Uh, if in fact what what I'm getting as far as information goes is factual, um, I think a lot of it has to do with psychology of people. Um, and I've studied the psychological aspects of mm-hmm. uh, uh, UFO reports and how the you know uh, how an investigator would view the information that's coming in and a lot of the information that we receive has been filtered through various uh, channels including our own perception of, of what we're seeing could be clouded or skewed by our notions of, of what it should be so therefore uh, to make a long story short um, it's it's I think human nature's way of uh, wanting completeness and wholeness and, and on the world and not have to worry about war, and that this kind of thing uh, promotes that idea.
2: You know what? Not worry about war. It doesn't seem that the uh, the extraterrestrials, if this is their mandate to 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 save this planet, are doing a very good job. You know, they they should really, if they are there, why can't they step in and help us with the with the uh, the oil? Problem we're having in the Gulf of Mexico. Why can't they stop us with the nuclear threat that is happening in Iran? Why can't they help us to feed the hungry, make sure there's enough water for everybody on this planet? Something doesn't make sense with this whole story.
3: You're absolutely correct, Rob. A lot of it doesn't make sense. And as I continue to investigate this this matter mm-hmm. um, and look for the smoking gun. Uh, That will remain uh, a question in my mind, and that is this: that if they really are of a benevolent nature and they want to help us in such a way as you suggest that they could, why aren't they doing that? I mean, why would they stop but shooting down missiles uh, or shutting down missile silos to show that they can flex their muscle when they can actually come down and uh, interact with us uh, on a human level?
2: Because you know, let's let's face it: if their mandate is to Watch the planet, and of course, everybody likes to use the non interference clause that was brought up by Gene Roddenberry in Star Trek. Would they actually sit there and let this planet be destroyed if President Obama was to push the button to launch a nuclear attack or retaliation? Would they then step in? Who knows? Christopher Montgomery is our special guest, www.uforc.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this news break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
0: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media.
2: Christopher Montgomery is our special guest this hour, XONation, www.uforc.com. We're talking about uh, UFOs, the military, missile silos, and what are the possibilities that these are really n- earthcraft, experimental aircraft. Send me your thoughts, XON at exon radio TV.com, or you can uh, chat with us online on Ustream TV. Uh, Chris, what is your personal opinion of the Roswell crash of 1947?
3: Well, uh, interesting question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, And I I think we've corresponded about this before, but I'm not sure if uh, you remember. Um, Stan Friedman, who I believe, has has he been a guest on your show? Oh, many times. Yeah, Stan Friedman. Um, He brought up a very uh, important point about the Roswell incident, And that is that one of their pet, uh, one of the government's pet explanations for this particular incident, uh, "quote unquote" cover up, was that they uh, they were using crash test dummies. Well, the crash test dummies didn't actually appear on the scene until well after Oswald.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. This this was part of a um, an army air force explanation of trying to. Satisfy the public after the uh, what was it the um, the General Accounting Office the GAO started yeah, looking uh, looking into Roswell, but you see Stanton Friedman what would Roswell have been if Stanton Friedman would never have written his book and I have this is where I have a big a big problem if Roswell was in fact legitimate okay why would it have taken all these years after the event for the event to be Rekindled. Why wouldn't people have kept on harping, opening in their mouths, getting a hold of the different media, not only in the United States, but around the world? It makes no sense. You know, there are people who say, well, the government back in the 1947s, if the government came to your door and told you to be quiet, you were. It's, it was the end of the war. And it was totally different to the United States back then. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that.
3: Well, I... I could agree with you on, on and play the devil's advocate and say, yes, you're absolutely correct, and this is this is all hoax to cover up some bigger, more sinister plot the government may have mm-hmm. or some other theory, but the thing is, is this. Um, there have been incidents that I have heard about where people that were involved, supposedly involved with the, the uh, mop operation at Roswell, died of mysterious circumstances, and that a lot of the, uh, the technology that we have today, according to... Um, Corso, Lieutenant Colonel Corso, right. was uh, or, or originated from uh, the Roswell crash. So uh, you have to ask yourself: Number one, why would they want to come out with something like this when you know as well as I do that would definitely uh, decrease their their credibility factor in the eyes of many? And and secondly, why would they want to take that risk if, in fact, there was something going on at Roswell? Mm-hmm. Uh, where their life could be in jeopardy, and the, and allegedly were threats made, uh, whether or not it was a crashed uh, object they had recovered that was of an alien nature or not.
2: Well, we have to ask ourselves other questions. If if it was reverse engineering, does that mean that the aliens brought Tang to Earth? I don't buy this. Come on, what are we saying that 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 humanity isn't smart enough to to come up with all of this information or all these inventions that it takes aliens to do it? And why it is, it only certain areas that, that, uh, that we're able to get ahead with this uh, so-called reversed engineering. And if it is reversed engineering, how come we're still using jet engines instead of whatever the technology that the aliens use to get from their planet, wherever it is, to our planet? Because jet engines do not work in outer space. Exactly.
3: But rockets do. Oh,
2: rockets do, Sure. But the rockets, we already had rocket technology back in 1947. Uh-huh. You know, and why don't they talk about the one major goof-up that in my book kills the the extraterrestrial scenario when it comes to Roswell, New Mexico, was that when Jesse Marcel, who was the base intelligence officer, did not follow military uh, the military chain of evidence command. Why did he... St- bring these alleged pieces of UFOs back to his house, wake up his wife and his kid, show them what was supposed to be and what he classified as top secret, let his kid play with it, let his wife see it, and then take it to the to the base. That makes no sense. As soon as that was disclosed in my books as the next cop, that broke the chain of evidence, which means... It broke any credibility that Jesse Marcel ever had.
3: Exactly, Jesse Marcel. But you also know, being in law enforcement, mm-hmm. that uh, we have to consider all uh, all possible persons and interview them uh, because they may contain information that would lead us to a conclusion for the case.
2: But right. none of the none of the people interviewed brought that conclusion.
3: Exactly, like, it, and that's and that's a very valid argument.
2: Like, there's been nothing but smoke and mirrors. Uh, ever since the Roswell story reappeared. And I'll tell you something, if anybody is perpetrating a cover-up or a conspiracy, it's not the government, it's not the Vatican, it's the UFO community itself. Because as long as they have the uh, conspiracy theory in place, they do not have to substantiate anything they say with any type of evidence. Whatever they say will be believed because... Well, the government knows the truth. The government is conspiring against the public. That's mm-hmm. bullcrap.
3: Well, you know, a lot of that began back in the 50s with the debunkers. But here's the problem I have with that, you know, and I understand uh, how law enforcement works.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The chain of evidence and everything or the lack thereof, which in particular this case <laughs> sure. with the UFO subject. Um, and that is the Condon Report. Now, I've, uh, I actually read the Condon report, and I did a report on the Condon report. And in my opinion, there were two or three cases that some of the investigators came forward with and said that they were unsolvable and that this may be the very smoking gun that we're talking about. And Condon still stuck to his guns and said that he, he solved the UFO mystery, and, there, and there's really nothing to it. And if that's the case, then why did he publish these particular cases, including McMinnville, Oregon, mm-hmm. that could not be explained as a hoax?
2: Well, how was it explained?
3: They did all the analysis, the photographic analysis, they did the interviews, everything. They followed protocol, which a good investigator would do, Mm -hmm. and came to the conclusion that these photographs that were given after this uh, incident in McMinnville, Oregon, we're not hoaxed in any way, and that there was no way you could affect these photographs of these UFOs. That is a smoking gun, in my opinion.
2: All right, it's, it's, it's a UFO because it's unidentified. We don't know what it is. But to say and to assume that whatever right, UFO right. is seen in the sky comes from a different planet or a different dimension or a different universe, come on, give your head a shake.
3: Right, right. And you're absolutely correct. We don't know. And, I mean, there's never been sufficient evidence to say exactly what
2: it is. Do you know what? There is so much distrust in the world today, and I put a lot of the blame when it comes to UFOs on the UFO community, that if President Obama was to hold a news conference tomorrow, come out, face the nation, face the press, and say, listen, I have taken every step necessary to investigate the possibility of the existence of extraterrestrials. I have gone through the military reports. I have talked to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I have talked to the National Security Advisors. I can honestly say beyond a shadow of a doubt that UFOs from other planets or other dimensions do not exist. Nobody would them. Well, I mean, people, no, with a, people with a head on their shoulder would, so that rolls out three-quarters of the UFO community. Including myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, but,
3: let, me, let me go back to the Conner Report once sure. again. The, when the investigators came forward, Rob, uh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? Go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead.
3: Um, when the Conner Report was released, uh, some of the investigators came forward and said that uh, the results of their investigation were fudged, they, mm-hmm. that somebody had actually changed the information to make it look like these incidents were hoaxed. Now, why would they come forward with that information? And, and being that uh, Condon was in the pocket of the U.S. government doing this research for the Project Blue Book Air Force thingy, yeah, then uh, why would he doctor up these reports? I well, mean, if it was did legitimate. he or
2: did he doctor yeah. it up? How do yes, we know? How do we know he
3: did? His own secretary came forward and said that.
2: Did she? Pre- was there any evidence brought forward by any of the investigators, or was there a, an original copy that showed the differences that had been made, or is it just her word, hearsay evidence? There
3: are no. There's there's people out there that claim this correspondence and memos where's, that contain this information.
2: Where's the evidence?
3: Um, you'd have to ask Stanton Friedman.
2: Look, Stanton Friedman still believes in the <laughs> MJ12 papers. So come on, give me a break.
3: Okay, I'm just making light of the situation. Yeah. Um, but I, if you really want me to come back on the show sometime, I can I can bring that information up. I I did most of my homework here uh, in the studio. And uh, it involved this particular case of uh, the um, interference with uh, alleged interference with missile launches. Uh, One of the most strongest points I'd like to make is that if there is nothing to this, then why all the strange activity following my reporting of these incidents, including those who claim to be from the intelligence community, were releasing uh, what they claim to be releasing information of a sensitive nature? What kind of strange activity? Uh, defense contractors uh, at undisclosed locations that uh, were on top, were working on top secret projects, and the information was not classified. By the way, when they revealed it, but they needed to tell somebody. And after seeing something, for instance, on the military town, they, they made the report. But uh, they, they claim to be Department of uh, Defense contractors, including and I can actually track down some of these individuals and verify that they they are military. Uh, coming forward and saying that look, this this happened to us, and it happened. We're stationed on this battleship, or or look, Major George Filer, you know who yes. he is. Um, Filer's files, uh, a pilot, uh, major in the Air Force, who claims he was scrambled to, to uh, intercept UFOs. Mm-hmm. Now, Major Filer and Lieutenant Colonel Corso, and all these other military people that are coming forward, uh, at a at a level of, of uh, credibility that. Uh, would at least
2: wait a sec. Hold beg. on here. Hold on here. How can you say these men who have taken an oath of secrecy, who are now breaking the very oath that they took, can be considered as credible? I think they're traitors
3: because they're not telling. They're not telling what they were doing while they were in, involved in these secret projects. They're only revealing what happened and what they saw during that time. Now let me let me say one thing. Okay, I personally. Uh, this, uh, nobody has ever heard this before except mm-hmm. my friends. I've never told anybody. This is exclusive, Rob. you ready? Yep. we got time? we got a few minutes?
2: Uh, two minutes and 16 seconds.
3: Uh, real quickly, I was driving down River Road near a Boeing aerospace, which the workers call the black hole. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm driving down this river, I see something out of the corner of my eye, and it was a huge, giant ball. Mm-hmm. All right. It was black. And the strangest thing, now, this is just what I saw, whether or not it's real. It was black, and it had what looked like waves uh, lapping uh, all over the surface. And this thing floated over Boeing Aerospace. And I got on the radio, and I asked anybody out there if they, they had seen this thing, too. And nobody, they were looking, and they hadn't seen it. But I know personally, I'm a believer that they do have interest in this, because I've seen it for myself.
2: I believe that the military and military contractors are working on a lot of Uh, classified projects. And I'll give you the perfect example. In the 1980s, before the first Gulf War, you had all these UFO enthusiasts or nutbars around Area 51 with Doppler radar systems seeing strange lights in the sky, but nothing showing up on radar. Of course, to them, it had to be a UFO. In reality, we learned later on, it was the test trials and the final trials of the F-117 stealth bomber.
3: There you go. That's a perfect example of what you're talking about, and that is indeed the case.
2: All right, you stand by. We've got to take our final break, Chris. Christopher Montgomery is our guest, XO dot www.uforc.com. That's www.uforc.com. Chris, when we come back, we have a question for you from one of our listeners. And um, Travis Walton was supposed to be my final guest tonight. Unfortunately, Travis could not make it tonight. He will be with us tomorrow night. So that's Travis Walton tomorrow night here on the Exxon. I'll be back on the other
0: side of this commercial break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network. Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
2: Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. Welcome back to The Exxon. Christopher Montgomery is our special guest. His website is uforc.com. That's uforc.com. Chris, why do you think these people gave you this information? Is it possible that you were being the target of a hoax? Uh,
3: that is certainly a possibility. Yes, Rob. Right.
2: Have you have you verified the information or their, or their credentials prior to posting the information?
3: given the nature of my investigation sometimes that's practically impossible when, when I do follow up uh, either a they don't respond to the mm-hmm. uh, request for information or b uh, they give me bogus uh, bogus information
2: really eh? mm-hmm. okay so, so what can our listeners what can our listeners uh, look forward to seeing at uh, uforc.com later on
3: well uh, some of the uh, evidence and photographs that I have uh, in my possession Uh, That I would like to share with the Exxon Nation. And uh, one of them is an image of uh, a UFO over a missile silo taken by satellite by a Google satellite, accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally discovered by a person that reported it to me. And this is not the first time satellites have picked up images of something unknown, as well as uh, other information, including a firefighter's guide to what to do in the event of uh, invasion from uh, beings from another world. And uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's not conclusive proof that, that uh, the military is, is being monitored by UFOs, but it's certainly interesting.
2: Is it possible the so-called UFO over a missile silo in the Google map is nothing more than a data drop that has happened thousands of times with Google maps? Perhaps,
3: but uh, do, do these things cast shadows? Hmm.
2: No, but trick photography does, CGI does, special effects does. Like, do you think that if, Chris, 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 do you really think that if if there is this government conspiracy, that the government is on top of everything, that somebody at Google or, or somebody within the Defense Department would have not caught this before then? Before well, now?
3: you know what it would be involved with with uh, reviewing every uh, every satellite image that comes in. I mean, that would be virtually impossible. It's like, you know, reviewing every uh, every image of Mars as being mapped by the satellite. But I I also I also think that uh, um, it's a possibility that I've considered, and certainly not like you say a smoking gun, but mm-hmm. certainly something we need to consider as evidence.
2: Chris, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Axo Nation, if you'd like to see this information that Chris has posted, www.uforc.com. That's www.uforc.com. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, at six and a half minutes past, I will be joined by Heather Woodward. And we're going to be talking to Heather about spirituality, spiritualism, Psychic Abilities, and much more. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exon at TV.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And visit our website, www.exxonetv.com. We'll start broadcasting again shortly after 3 o'clock Eastern, here live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. That is for the people who are watching us on Ustream. For you people listening to us in Radioland, we'll be back after the news. Don't go away.